0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black, Gain Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, in more. Um, let's talk about this week. It's kind of, it sums up Wall Street. Not a lot of volume. Stocks were down on Monday, <clears throat> up on Tuesday, down on Wednesday, up on Thursday. Question mark? We think down today. So that's the way we're starting. You know, it's um, the news hasn't changed that much. Maybe a little perspective has, maybe a little um, uh, propensity for risk. There's very few catalysts right now that can be credited with us going up or down. Um, included a 5% drop in the Turkish lira, which has resumed a larger downward trend following a three-day rebound where we heard countries like Cater maybe intervening and buying some of their currency. NVIDIA, a uh, super-powerful semiconductor company, what, man, this is exaggerating, but kind of, what Intel was from 1990 to 2010, NVIDIA has tried Nvidia. Is trying to be for the next fifteen years, that kind of dominant. So, what do we have right here? Um, John Deere, Nvidia is down two point three percent. I should mention that. Um, so they reported earnings that were not. Uh, Their the earnings are fine. The future was questionable, and the future was really tied towards cryptocurrencies. Remember about a little more uh, about a year ago. Everyone's talking about Bitcoin and how you can mine cryptocurrencies and uh, how you need a super powerful semiconductor to do it. It's uh, Nvidia's GPU and or AMD's G- uh, GPU. And uh, what what should be noted here is that last year we talked about how much upside there was to cryptocurrencies. Now people are starting to talk about has that play already played? Has that ship already sailed? So. Difference a difference 9, 10, 12 months can make, huh? Um, and maybe we have to have, to have people quit on it and, and say that it's worth nothing. So, in essence, it is because there's nothing that backs it up. So Nordstrom's hired today. They beat on their bottom line. More importantly, they raised guidance. Raising guidance basically means things aren't going to come off the, the rails. The company strongly believes things aren't going to go off the rails for us. Um. So it's that's that's fine. So, that gives you a little bit of safety, a little bit of a, you know, why is guidance important? Right there is why guidance is important. So, we did open up lower. Um, Trump has asked the SEC to mull going to half year corporate filings. A lot of companies in Europe do half year corporate filings. So, it's kind of interesting. Now, uh, would it save businesses a lot of money? Yeah instead of doing it every 90 days, would it give you, the public, more information or less? Probably less. Would it potentially set up companies to abuse the fact that they don't have to talk to you but every six months instead of every 90 days? I, that's I have a little bit of, I don't know. I'm, again, I'm not a, I'm a policy writer, right? So publicly traded companies in the United States currently file their earnings every three months or four times a year. The shift would allow for... You know, fewer firings down to as few as two. Now, we'll see where it goes. Maybe it goes nowhere. So, But that would be a win for Wall Street, I would have to say. Maybe a, a loss for John Q. Public. Apple's trading at an all-time high again today. Wow, that stock just keeps going. Uh, I saw some analysts put a $270 price target on it. I think that's the highest on the street at this point in time. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Some uh, other stories right now. The uh, You know what hedge funds are, right? Uh, they tend to take bigger positions in stocks and they tend to you know, try to hold them sometimes for a shorter period of time. Two stocks that are getting big time, big time um, accumulation. Uh, Altaba. And Spotify right now. A lot of people think Spotify is going to be acquired ultimately by Google, Uh, maybe by someone like a Samsung. Uh, Again, it's speculation, so do with it as you will. Uh, Walmart is a company that sells a lot of cheap goods, right? President Donald Trump's tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods not only hurt China, but will hurt U.S. retailers. That sell their products in from China, made in China. So Walmart, their CEO is—they just had a great day yesterday. Just basically hitting it out of the park with their internet sales, and with their ability to surprise for the first time in probably ten years. Um. So Walmart, you know, they're gonna get out there and say, you know, uh, trying to find local. Sources are great, but in the end, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff made in China and tariffs aren't good. So, Walmart is out there saying that there's going to be issues uh, of if they want to buy cheap goods and sell you cheap goods, uh, they're going to need some help. Higher costs are hurting John Deere's earnings. John Deere, big tractor maker, right? A couple things are playing into John Deere. Obviously, you get things like weather, you know, uh, a really you know dry season, drought, maybe fewer tractors are sold or maybe more are sold. You get the cost of, there's a lot of metal in those tractors. So, you have some commodity pressures. And when the president puts uh, tariffs on metals, uh, it changes the input costs. You get low interest rates, but you also get like growing economies. When you hear economies are growing, they tend to eat more. Uh, so you need to plant more and you need to tractor more. So John Deere is one of those interesting companies to me because they do a pretty nice job corporate wise of growing their earnings and their sales. Um, and they, they do run into these global recessions and, uh, hiccups with commodity costs. So, uh, you almost kind of had to give them a little bit of a break elsewhere out there. So that's John Deere. Um, I would, I would, I would always have John Deere and Caterpillar on a buy list. To give you an idea, if there's a big market pullback, I'm going to go for quality names. I'm going to go for companies that have nice dividends. And uh, those are two companies that I tend to feel very, very comfortable with. Mortgage rates are tumbling a little bit right now. As housing starts, are starting to drag on the economy, it's, it's expected. Uh, so, the mortgage market, good time to consider mortgage. Uh, historically, that says so, but in the last year, you're getting on in at the high end, right? So that's not good. Rates for homes, loans tumbled in line with the broader bond market, even as the housing market woes threatened to become a headwind for the entire U.S. economy. So a 30-year fixed mortgage rate right now sits at 4.5%. Uh, the 15-year fixed rate mortgage sits at 4.01%. And then you start getting adjustable rates down at 38 so not that big of a difference between adjustable arm, five-year, seven-year, and maybe a uh, 15-year. A little bit more of a difference when you stretch it out over 30. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves.
1: Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. A lot of people want to try to take every advantage of the market that you can. I obviously buy low, sell high, get out right before market crash, get in right as it's putting it in the bottom. That's kind of a tough way to think. Uh, if anyone was that good at it, you know, how much trillions of dollars would they have? Pimgo said something kind of interesting. Uh, they're talking about worst-case scenarios in the economy, a recession, dun-dun-dun. Pimco is talking a little bit about what should you do if you want to be right, if you want to be ahead of what's happening. And they're saying, okay, if the economy takes a turn for the worse, consider corporate bonds, shorter-term corporate bonds. Now, to me, that's tough to get excited about, shorter maturity means they're less sensitive to rate hikes. What else could you buy in a worst-case slowing-down economy scenario? Probably a basket of emerging currencies would be a good idea. Again, it's really, really tough to get excited about currency trading. There's a lot of cost when you buy. There's a lot of cost when you sell. The people who reveal themselves to me as not being very smart tend to ask, like, hey, uh, should I invest in the Iraqi dinar? Because uh, they're, they're, you know, they're so cheap right now, and you know, there's war, t- and it'll, it'll get better. It may get wiped out, <laughs> the dinar, before it gets better. And there is no recovery from zero. Gold. Gold finger. Gold finger. Gold's a good idea. That's gold. Gonna, gold! The U.S. economy is going to struggle. Um. Again, people like to say, okay, stock market's really overvalued right now. A lot of people like to say that. And like, for instance, Mark Cuban went on scene, we see recently, and he said, stock market looks crazy overvalued. I only own three stocks and three dividend-paying stocks, and that's it right now. And I'm short a couple issues, but I'm not going to tell you what. So, he's stockpiling cash right now. That's another way to play it. But again, I'm not that guy who's going to say, let's you know, definitively do this, because I don't know you. I try to tell you definitively what I'm doing. Now, one stack that I'm just frightened of, and it's getting worse, is Tesla. Uh, the board members now are concerned about Elon Musk's use of Ambien, uh, thinking that it might be leading to some of his strange uh, interactions with the media. So Musk said in an interview he now needs Ambient to sleep, but board members are concerned that the drug isn't having its intended effect, and it can kind of become kind of recreational, um, and the way it interacts could kind of hit you for a loop-de-loop. So Musk is in heat right now for saying that Tesla has 20% upside and we might take it private, but he's coming out today and like this is where I I can't invest. In the company, and I love you know the Tesla product. Look cool, it looks cool. I get it, Um, but he's like losing his composure, and and that's easy to do. And with cameras everywhere today, uh, easy to do. But Elon Musk went out of his way to say in a quote today, "The past year has been the most difficult and painful year of my career. It was excruciating," Uh, and he says, uh, "The worst is yet to come." I've had friends come by who are really concerned, like, I don't know. For me, that would be tough, very tough to say, I'm going to put $100,000 into this stock. It's interesting, the movie company, MoviePass, who for $9.99 a month, you can go see unlimited movies. Well, that business model crashed, and the stock has lost over 99.96% of its value. And I saw something kind of sadly morbidly fascinating and now you're saying what did you see what did you see um people were showing pictures of their e-trade accounts on their phone for some reason e-trade's like the last company that's buying and selling the stock and it's down to five cents or some maybe even less than that uh but people were showing that they lost you know a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars and they're blaming the company for saying you know you said you were going to be viable and you're Clearly not viable, and I lost my all my retirement. Um, first and foremost, don't ever. You have to identify story stocks, people. So unlimited movies for nine ninety five a month. Eh, that doesn't work necessarily. And I, I think there's gonna be some charges level, level, leveled against the company because it does sound like they were probably over promising, even at a time where, if you look at the financials, just the money was being burned in a barrel. Uh, but I got a kick out of the people who said, I put my whole retirement into it. and I've lost everything. And you're like, wow, you're pretty stupid for putting everything into one stock, right? Now, had the company continue to go up, like at one point in time, it went from like eight to 40 and then back down to five cents. Um, had to keep going up like that. Good for you. But, uh, it did it. So in the end, I guess it's the, the point that I'm going I want to get across is in the end you got to make money. In the end you got to make money. Um, so that's out there. There was a big internal meeting over at Google recently, where the CEO Sundar Pakai, and his co-founder Sergey Brin had to meet with employees over essentially what's happening with Google, and Google said uh, we're going to launch into china we're going to do the search engine in china again and that means we're going to give information over to china and china could use that information to kill their citizens it's universally considered not a cool thing to do but google can't pass on china it's it's too good looking it's too tempting it's too much of a big fat juice turkey on thanksgiving you can't say no to it but employees are starting to get upset at google because when you sign up to work for a company. Like, if you sign up to work for Philip Morris, you know they're going to make cigarettes, and you know people are going to die, and you know you're going to know people who die. And someone's going to look at you and go, my husband died because you have cigarettes. And you're going to go, your husband died because he smoked. And then there's going to be tension amongst your friends, and that's never a good thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Campbell Soup, publicly traded company. Um, I don't mind Campbell's soup. There was a point in time where I owned some Campbell's soup. I don't right now, and they did really well with it. But Campbell's soup's got a lot of brands right now. Like they make, they have um, uh, Snyder's pretzels. So they went out and bought Snyder's pretzels. So they picked up a lot of debt, and now Campbell's soup is saying, "We should look at something that we can sell. What do we sell, want to sell? What brand do we want to sell in our company?" Um, Is it their biscuits? Is it their fresh food? Is it their carrot smoothies? Uh, But again, they're looking at their own product that they sell as a way to raise capital to pay down debt. Once you sell that asset, though, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Interestingly, out there... I think our goal is to always try to find compelling things to to learn a little bit more about. Um, And there's a lot of myths out there. Like if financial planning is only for rich people. Yeah, that's kind of true if you're looking at it that way, but you shouldn't. Yeah. I think it's for ordinary folks. Uh, Everyone should have a financial plan. You should be able to write it down. I once carved a girl's name in a tree, Um, you know, and uh, it was like RB loves JB. And uh, when you carved it in a tree, it kind of made it true and made it real. So a financial plan is something you could write down <clears throat> and make it real. How much do you want when you retire? You know, a million dollars pays you $40,000 a year. Go look at your budget. If you're paying, you know, if you're spending $400,000, you are gonna need $10 million, right? Depends. You know, again, I look at retirement as 60 to 70 is probably going to be okay. But after that, all bets are off the table. So my spending should start to go down somewhere around 70, right? Another slowdown. Um, A lot of people also try to, a mistake that they make is they don't ever look at their 401k. And they go, okay, I have this plan, I'm going to max out my 401k, I'm going to put 20% in international companies, 20% in large companies, 20% in mid-sized companies, 20% in small companies, and another 20% in income producers. And then through the years, they kind of forget about it, and they forget about it, and forget about it, and maybe two of those categories wildly outperform, and maybe three of them underperform, and had you rebalanced, you would have had a better return. It's worthy of note. You know, don't just invest and forget. God, I feel like someone else, else says that on radio, and then it is embarrassing to me. I'm stealing someone else's lines. Nice. work. Know. Ken Fisher looks creepy. Those commercials. What's well, bad about retirement, not having any money. And I, I keep feeling like he's gonna rip off a mask. <clears throat> so Kobe Bryant, love him or hate him, he's Already surpassed his career earnings in basketball with his life after basketball. So, his career, he made hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and LeBron James moving to LA is about his life after basketball and being closer to business design in California. Nothing against Ohio, but <clears throat> uh, when you invest a little bit of money into a pizza place and that pizza place goes national. Nurturing it a little bit with some commercials and some endorsements not gonna hurt you but kobe bryant He invested six million dollars into body armor and Coca-Cola just you know, basically took a huge stake in body armor so his six million is worth two hundred million at this point in time and It has further potential So that's worthy of note that being able to do something after retirement helps. It helps a lot, right? Um, this is probably the biggest sports endorsement uh, return. I don't even think you can call it a retu- endorsement. But the return on body armor, the biggest return for a modern-day athlete in the business world that anyone can think of right now. If you go back to LeBron James, he made $30 million. From his investment in Beats by Dre, when it was bought by Apple, so to turn six million into two hundred million, that ain't bad. <laughs> like you can see a lot of things with that ain't bad. One thing that you can do as an investor is try to get data. Sometimes data doesn't tell lies. Sometimes it does. You can certainly manipulate financial data. So. <clears throat> Young adult consumers, those who are between 18 and 24, have cut their use of traditional television almost in half since 2010. That's pretty crazy. So people between the ages 18 and 24 have cut their use of television by 50% in eight years. You would not want to be an investor in a gun company that sells bullets and bullet production's down, bullet-down demand's down 50%. Demand for television's down 50%. That's a tough way to make money. It's a tough way to make money. So the only area where you see an age bracket that's consuming more media in the last eight years are people who are 55 years plus and older, 50 to 54 going down, less TV, uh, not a lot, two-tenths of a percent. People 35 to 49, 12.8% less television. Uh, People 25 to 34, 31.4% time less television. So you kind of get it, right? The data, I'm not going to say the data don't lie, but I I, I would imagine on the younger SKU you're seeing data plans being used in bulk, right? So poor, poor, poor Comcast. They're in a bad position. So 5G, a lot of people think is going to really hurt the cable modem industry for the first time. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I've been around tech stocks for 20-plus years, and a couple of years ago, you'd go to Comdex, and you'd go to all these different trade shows. Um, and what was kind of interesting about it is like the CEO of Samsung would come out, and he is, he's like, Oh, 3G, it's coming. It's coming to a future near you, and it's unbelievable. Uh, It shows him driving around Japan and, you know, the the map telling him turn this way and turn that way. And uh, it was just one of those demonstrations. You're like, wow, the future's so great. It's like I could order food and just just touch a button and they'll bring it to me. It's like awesome. And then you're like, it doesn't really work like that five years later. And you're like, I I remember once at Comdex, you gave a pretty silly speech about the future. Uh, So we'll see 5G's all that. I feel like 4G, the LTE services, uh, sometimes it feels a little overhyped. Let's just say that. So, NVIDIA. There's a stock that you could potentially look into. Um, it gave very, very light guidance. And yet, they're coming out with product right now that is considered revolutionary in the world of semiconductors. So, what do you do? Do you use the pause in the stock as a way in or do you go, it's too much? What I would do if I really wanted to own the stock, I would consider an approach where you buy a little bit now, and a little bit in a month, so you average into it, and then your little position is kind of set now, or you know maybe you cut that position down again and buy a little bit, little bit, and little bit. So uh, trading's cheap. I wouldn't let you know increase in the number of trades you know throw you off too much. Um, And Lord knows, trading's free on apps like Robinhood, right? Stats out there. So, NVIDIA is, I would scale into it, is what I was trying to get that. And that would take some of the risk off, because it doesn't have a lot of down days, and you don't want to be the guy who catches a fallen knife. Boeing is an interesting one right now. And Boeing is kind of almost a pure play on China, and how China handles the tariffs, and where do the tariffs go. What do I mean by that? Shares of Boeing are winging it higher when the United States and China says, oh, we're going to talk about trade later in the month. We're going to talk about trade later in the month. So, it moves higher. And it moves lower when you know maybe we're going to put more tariffs on China. Maybe, China, maybe China's going to tariff our tariffs. Wait, they're going to tax our taxes? Yes. You heard me right. <clears throat> so, Boeing really gets hurt by the trade tensions. If you believe, like I do, that it's in China's best interest and the United States' best interest uh, to do trade together, and that ultimately, sometimes before November, all this politicking will uh, show how tough Trump was on China, and he wins, and he gets to tell the constituents of the American uh, democracy that you know the Republicans saved the day. I, I, th- I think some a narrative like that's coming. So, Boeing, I think, could go much higher pretty fast if trade tensions, which have hurt the bigger industrial industries, like aircraft makers. um, I think it's a company that could really do quite nicely. Um, One analyst that I see has a $515 price target on it, saying that aerospace and defense has a strong upside right now. That's kind of true. You're hearing about a lot of new planes being made at this point. Uh, A lot of military planes, but still a lot of, a lot of, a lot moving on at this point in time, a lot of moving parts. So Alibaba is kind of the opposite play. If Boeing is a pure play on trade tariffs, Alibaba has a big mystery to it. Um, As we put tariffs on their products and they put tariffs on our products, it kind of does hit companies like Amazon and Alibaba who do a lot of internet sales, so two thousand and seventeen Alibaba was a big winner two thousand and eighteen people are a little bit more curious again tied towards China's you know position on the economy and how they're going to handle Donald Trump so it's getting interesting because it's had a really rough year. I think it's an interesting stock. it's the Amazon of china um With that said, I don't know much about politics in China, and that can change on a dime and destroy companies. I used to know a radio show who was pushing Yukos Oil, and I was like, you know nothing about oil, and you know nothing about what what Russia can do. And that company went out of business. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show for all these years. I've lived a very, 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 very good life, and I appreciate the role that I get to play in your life and help you figure out things financially. Hopefully, it's the idea, right? Trump aides. Fear that Omarosa may have as many as 200 recordings that they will appear on. That's got to be one paranoid White House right now. Did you talk with Omarosa? Did you talk with Omarosa? What did you talk to Omarosa about? Um, I don't know. Will that ever be a, a movie? Unhinged the movie? We'll see. NVIDIA is tanking a little bit today. And they're taking on earnings. It's always an interesting time to buy or sell a stock when a company comes clean and gives you a report card. Um, So, they're down about 6%. So, it's had a hot run last year, um, or so far this year, year to date, up 34%. So, it's up 149% since May 2017. So, what do you do? It's kind of a darling. That's kind of nice to be called a darling, isn't it? Um, I've been hit on where someone is walking by and says, it was kind of a cat call kind of thing. And I was like, wow, that feels good. (laughs) It's if it happened every day, it'd obviously not feel good. It's like getting recognized. I I like it when I like it. It's always weird when you're having like a chicken sandwich and someone's staring across from you at a, from a bar and they're, they're trying to figure out if you're the, the fat sports guy or if you're the, the money guy, or if you're the guy who helps consumer reporters. So anyway, all in good time, right? All in good way. So there's a lot going on right now with politics, with the White House. And it feels like Mueller might, at some point in time, drop a bombshell. Or this is going to be the most you know, silent thud ever, right? It feels like something has to happen before the elections. Like, politicians know like the Federal Reserve used to not do a lot of movement uh, in October, right before the elections, because it, it it can short-term you know move a market. And uh, you don't want the Fed makers, the policymakers, to move markets and uh, change elections. So good economy, remember. If the economy's doing great, you're like, you know, I kind of like this Bill Clinton. Economy is doing great. If the economy's doing great, you're like, you know, kind of like this uh, George W. Bush. So, I think, had he just caught, you know, I don't know. Uh, just trying to remember that whole, <laughs> what did he ride back in on? Uh, consumer sentiment hit its, hits its lowest level since September. Consumer sentiment's interesting, right? Uh, you get a call from a a, a, a from a Michigan student and they're going to talk to you and, you know, I have three questions for you. How do you feel about, you know, your job right now? How do you feel about the future? How do you feel about retirement? And they, they kind of can come up with, you know, a short term expectation, the long term expectations of people's consumer sentiment and high consumer sentiment. you tend to say, you know what, I'll I'll get that thing on my credit card. I'll do it. I'll do it. If you have low sentiment, like you're, Oh my, I I just had my neighbor lose his job and, um, There's a big company in uh, Alameda that's suddenly moving to Denver because, you know, they don't have to pay the state taxes, and Denver's not bad, and uh, you can kind of get it into your head, right? So, consumer sentiment, very, very, very important uh, as far as things that we watch. Number one, jobs for me, that jobs report the first uh, Friday of the month, and then consumer sentiment's important. Think of it this way, let's say you're depressed and you're going into Christmas. Um, are you buying Christmas gifts for friends and family? Or are you going to go? You know, I got to budge down the hatches. I can't buy this stuff or I'm going to die. <laughs> and if you're all depressed, you don't spend money. It's it's out there. Now again, some people, some people, and we know who they are. They like to shop to kind of. They say it, it helps with their depression. <laughs> I'm like, right. So Tesla's down six percent on Elon Musk talking about having to use ambient to sleep at night. Uh, let's say I'm going to give you. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars to invest in the stock, and you like their stock, you like their product, you like their, uh, you like it. Are you going to put it with a guy who's like I, I'm having trouble sleeping at night? Probably not. I'm I'm just fascinated. Is he doing that to try to get the SEC off his back for weird tweets that he sends out, or is he doing it because? Uh, he's the weirdo who wants to tell you everything about his life. I'll let you answer that one. So, yeah, Google's facing kind of an identity crisis at this point in time, as is, uh, you know, a lot of companies that have that global footprint. You know, if you knew how an iPhone had to be made, you'd probably go, that's pretty inhumane. So, Michael Cohen reportedly backed off uh, paying Stormy Daniels until the access Hollywood tape was released. And this is going to be you know, tied towards Trump's defense. And it's just it's crazy what's going on right now. And going into a weekend, you're always like, "I wonder if Trump's gonna tweet a whole weekend long. What's he gonna do? Isn't it funny we have a president who likes to watch the news to to hear how he's doing? That's just funky. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a part of the show each and every day. If you send me some ideas, um, I tried to give you like a stock idea today. NVIDIA. So buy it when you can, not when you have to. It's a super high flyer. It's got way more downside right now. But if you're one of those people that feel like a high-quality semiconductor play got away from you, consider it. Have a good day. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head
0: of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.